If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end, it's up to you because only you can save your baby. Hi, I'm Lisa Collins, and welcome to today's teaching of Real Christianity with your teacher, Mosley Collins. Each week, we try to bring you a study of God's Word that will encourage and equip you to live a life that God can bless, to live a life of real Christianity. And now, I am proud to present your brother in Christ and my husband, Mosley Collins. Thank you, darling. Welcome to today's program. And today, we have an exciting message, I believe. And it's a very important message, and it's about who Jesus really is. This message is going to challenge our beliefs and conception of who Jesus is. And as always, we'll be searching the Word of God for the answers to our questions. So what is your conception of Jesus? What picture comes to your mind when you think of Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ is a very famous person in history. I would say the most famous person in history, and especially among Christian nations. So as a result of that, we have each seen many images and drawings of Jesus, and most of us have seen films and movies depicting Jesus. And because we have seen these drawings and films and movies of Jesus, that's what comes to our mind when we think of him. But is that really who Jesus is? The most accurate depiction of Jesus will come not from drawings or films or movies, but from the Bible itself. So, how do you see Jesus today? When we think of Jesus, when we pray in his name, when we ask him for help and guidance, an image, a picture of Jesus often comes to our mind. So a question I have for you today is this. The image of Jesus that comes to your mind when you think of him, is it an accurate image? And I believe that the picture or image we hold in our minds of Jesus is not an accurate picture. We miss seeing who he really is. And what is worse, I believe the picture of Jesus we hold in our minds often weakens our faith and limits our confidence in the power of Christ. So let's talk today about the picture of Jesus Christ we hold in our minds. Sometimes, particularly at Christmas, we picture Jesus as a baby. But more often, we think of Jesus Christ as a man. Jesus' public ministry lasted three years from ages 30 to 33. So this is the age we normally picture him as. 
and usually when we see him in our minds, he's tall and slender. Uh, Sometimes of a medium bill, but normally slender bill. And I've never seen him drawn as overweight. That would seem almost blasphemous. So normally tall and on the slender side, wearing a robe and sandals with long brown hair and light skin. In other words, a Caucasian Gentile, which is curious since Jesus was clearly Jewish. So we usually imagine Jesus as a tall, slender man, and certainly not as strong as the Roman soldiers who could push him around. And sometimes he was tired and weary and hungry and thirsty because he was described that way from time to time in the Bible. And so here's what we read, for example, in John chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. Therefore, when the, law, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But Jesus needed to go through Samaria. So when he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph, he was tired. Now Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well, and it was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said, Give me a drink, for his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. So yes, when Jesus became flesh and walked among us, he was sometimes weary and thirsty and hungry. He became that way for our sakes so we could believe that God the Son understood what it meant to be human. The Bible makes this point in Hebrews chapter 4, verses 14 through 16. Let me turn in my Bibles to that. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold fast to our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all ways tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace for help in time of need. Jesus Christ is our high priest, chosen of God, who understands our weakness and what it means to be human, because he became one of us, and walked among us. He became weak for our sakes. But Christ has not existed merely for 33 years, but from eternity past to eternity future. Regarding eternity past, here's what the Bible says in John chapter 1. Let me read that for you. The Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Regarding his life in eternity future, here's what the Bible says in Revelations chapter 1, verse 18. Jesus speaking, I am he who lives and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore. A billion years is just a moment in eternity, but because our minds can't truly hold the concept of eternity, 
I'll use here a billion years in place of eternity. So, if Jesus existed for a billion years in the past and will exist for a billion years in the future, why do we focus on who he was in the mere 33 years of his life, his ministry on earth, when he walked among us and was weak for our sakes? Why do we focus just on that little part of his life when we think of him, pray in his name, call out for his help? During those 33 years, he became weak for our sakes. But that was not and is not his real state. He is, after all, God the Son. I have good news for you. Jesus Christ, whom we follow, Jesus Christ on whom we rely, is much stronger than we have believed, is so much more powerful than we have ever imagined. The Savior, who holds our future in his hands, was and is so much greater and is so much more capable than we have ever imagined. And if you are trusting in Jesus, relying in Jesus, that's wonderful news. So let me show you how strong and powerful and capable Jesus is so you will see and know that he is able to keep us and protect us. And because Jesus Christ is so strong and so powerful, he's able to save us to the uttermost. The Bible says this in Hebrews 7.25, Jesus Christ is able to save to the uttermost, completely and forever and without fail, all those who come to God through him. I will say this, if we understood the greatness and the power and the might of Jesus Christ for our protection, we would stop worrying about our future like we so often do. He will save you. He will protect you to the uttermost if you trust in him. So let's take a look at what the Bible says about him. And let's first look in the Old Testament. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. When we think about that scripture, we usually think about God the Father alone. But should we? Did God the Father by himself create mankind and the heavens and the earth? Actually, no. Now, let me show you what I mean. You should know first that the Bible contains the progressive revelation of God. I call it progressive because in the early books, such as Genesis, where we read just a moment ago, things are not fully shown, not fully explained until later in the New Testament. And this is a good example. Genesis 1.1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. In the New Testament, in the Gospel of John, which we read, we're given a more detailed view of what happened. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 3 doesn't say God. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That is, Jesus Christ in his eternal role and form as the Word of God was in the beginning with God, the Father. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. Jesus Christ, God the Son, was there in the beginning with God the Father and the Holy Spirit, creating the world. It's true, our human minds are limited in our ability to understand God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And yet, the Bible clearly sets forth that all things were made through him, 
that is Jesus Christ from the beginning. He existed before the beginning of what we call time. Jesus was already alive. He was there. He was already there before the world began. And the Bible teaches that he, that is Jesus Christ, was not only with God, but was God himself from the beginning. Let's look a little further. I'll go down to verse 9, which states, Jesus Christ, of John 1, Jesus Christ was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. In this world, there's light and there's darkness. There's godliness and there's ungodliness. There's good and there's evil. All light, all godliness, all goodness in this world comes from Jesus Christ, shines forth into our world from him. That's what the Bible teaches. And he and he alone gives light to every person born into this world. Are you beginning to see the power and the greatness of Jesus? Let's go a little further in John chapter 1 to verse 10, which says, He, that is Jesus Christ, was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. Now, let's look at, look, take a look out your window. Now, what do you see? It was all made through Jesus. He didn't just show up on Christmas Day 2,000 years ago. He was from the beginning, creating all you see. Look out your window. What do you see? The sky? That was created through Jesus. The earth, the trees, the grass, all created through Jesus. Every moment of every day, from the day you were born until the day you die, you are living in the world that the Bible says was created by Jesus, by his power, by his might. Did you catch that when I read it the first time? Let me read it again. John chapter 1, verse, things, verse 3. All things, all things, some things, no, all things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. I hope you're beginning to see that Jesus is more than we thought, more than we imagined, more than we thought of when we prayed for his help. He's not just a tall, slender, 30-something guy in a robe and sandals who gets tired and weary, who gets pushed around by Roman soldiers. No, he's so much more than that, so much greater than that. Let me show you something in Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 3 says, God created light and divided it from the darkness the first day. Verse 6 says, God created heaven the second day. Verse 9 of Genesis 1 says, God created the dry land and the oceans and all the plants and trees the third day. And finally, if you get down to verse 26, it says something very peculiar. It says that God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let us make man in our image and according to our likeness. Who is this us? Who is this our? I thought that God was creating it. I thought he was creating it. Now we read our. Is that a typographical error? No, not at all. 
the Bible switches from calling God one to God calling himself us, to calling himself our. Now, why did that happen? And how does that show the power of Jesus and the presence of Jesus at the beginning of the world, creating the world? And why does it go from he to us, from one person to many, to actually three? Let's take a break, and when we come back, I'll show you why the Bible says that God created mankind when he said us and we. And we'll see in that the power of Jesus and the presence of Jesus from the beginning. I hope you are enjoying today's message. Real Christianity is sponsored by the Personal Injury Law Offices of Attorney Mosley Collins. If you or a loved one has been badly hurt, you need wise legal counsel. You should call Attorney Mosley Collins and his staff in Sacramento at 916-444-4444. When you call, you will get a free phone consultation. Attorney Mosley Collins has been helping injured clients for over 25 years. It costs nothing to call and there is never a fee until he wins your case. Just remember, that's all fours for legal help. Now let's get back to today's message. Thank you, darling. Remember when I told you that the Bible is the progressive revelation of God? So that we get glimpses of things in the Old Testament that are more fully explained in the New Testament? Well, this is our example. Because here, and here's the explanation, God said, let us make man in our image because God wanted you to know that from the very beginning, when the world was being created, Jesus Christ, the Word of God, God the Son, was there with God the Father in the beginning. Later, this is more re revealed more clearly in John chapter 1, which we have studied already. When we read God said, let us make man in our image, we are reading about a conversation before the world began between Christ and God the Father as they joined together and communed together to create you and me and everyone who has ever lived or will ever live. We are not people that someone else designed and created and that Jesus was given later on and is now trying to fix. No, we are from the beginning the design that he chose and that he created with the Father. And we were designed by Jesus and the Father for glory. This is the first of a series of messages that I want to share with you, showing the greatness and the power of Jesus Christ. I want you to see, as I have, how great and how powerful he is. I see his greatness. And so now, when I close my prayers, I often close with a phrase like this, and I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, the mighty name of Jesus. This is a message of power and good news for you if you are trusting in Jesus, if you're praying for his help, if you're looking to him for all you need. He's more powerful than you thought. He's more able than you first thought. Since the whole world was created through him, he is able to protect you and provide for you and save you, not a little, not halfway. He's able to protect and save you to the uttermost. 
So when you look to him for help, I pray you see him not in his weakness, but in his eternal power. I pray you see him not tired and weary and pushed around by Roman soldiers, no. But as he was and as he is this day, as God the Son, who created all mankind and the world in which we live, and who is willing to be weak for our sakes for a moment, but now reigns in power and glory and might. And why? To help you and to help me make heaven our home. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Real Christianity. For more help, you can visit our website, ingodslove.com. That's ingodslove.com. Or call us at 916-444-4444. Now, here is a final word from Mosley. I don't want to end today's program without giving you, my dear listener, a chance to ask Jesus to be Lord of your life. Jesus came into the world to save people like you and me. Do you know why we celebrate Easter? It's the day we celebrate the fact that Jesus rose from the dead. And since he rose from the dead, he's alive right now. And you can know him as your savior. If you don't know Jesus as your personal savior, will you pray with me right now to receive him into your heart, to have your sins forgiven, and to receive the gift of eternal life. Yes? Then pray after me, Lord Jesus, forgive my sins, come into my heart, be my Lord and Savior. Amen. If you sincerely pray that simple prayer, you are forgiven and you have Jesus living in you. He will not leave you or forsake you as you walk with him. If you want more help praying to receive Jesus as your savior, call me at 916-ALL-FOURS. I will pray with you and I will send you a free Bible. And join me here for the next broadcast of Real Christianity. If you would like Mosley to speak at your church or Bible study, call us at 916-ALL-FOURS. Until next time, may God bless you and keep you. If you're pregnant and considering abortion, I have important news. I'm attorney Mosley Collins. Perhaps you know my phone number, 444-4444. In the past, I've spoken about personal injury accidents, but today I want to help you if you are pregnant and considering abortion. I know that's a scary spot to be in. So we've created a new organization called SaveYourBaby.org. If you call us, we have resources, medical care, housing, and more to help you save your baby. And it's all free. Many people now believe abortion is a bad choice. Even the woman who brought the original lawsuit legalizing abortion now believes she made a terrible mistake. I don't want you to make a terrible mistake. So I hope you call me at 444-4444. We will help you without charge. But in the end, it's up to you because only you can save your baby.
My dear listeners, I want to send you each week encouraging phone messages or emails selected by me personally from the Word of God, and it's all free. All you have to do is call us at 916-444-4444 or go to our website, myrealchristianity.com and enroll a phone number or email address. And I will begin sending you each week short messages drawn from the Word of God to strengthen you and to remind you how much God loves and cares for you. These short messages are designed to build your faith. For as the Bible says, faith comes by hearing, hearing the Word of God. So I hope you will call us at all fours or go to our website and enroll a phone number or email address so you can begin receiving these free gifts from God's Word.